0: Hi, I'm Robin Shea, and I live 80-20. And what that means is 80% of the time, I cook clean and healthy and keep it as close to nature as possible, but I always save 20% for guilt-free Southern indulgence. I'm Robin Shea and I live 80-20. What does that mean? Well, it means that 80% of the time I keep my nutrition clean and as whole and as close to nature as possible. But I always save 20% for a guilt-free indulgence. Now today's show is kind of a salute to all of us weekend warriors that either spend hours around the television watching sporting events or perhaps a movie marathon weekend. We always want something yummy to snack on. So I've got the perfect two 80% recipes that. you can feel really, really good about serving your family and friends during whatever event it is that you're wanting to just have some ready munchies on hand. The first is apple nachos. That's right, you heard it, apple nachos. Uh, They're sweet and salty. So we're gonna get started with this recipe right now. We're gonna go first with some green and red apples because again, you have a little bit of a contrast of flavor. We have the nice sweetness of a red apple. We have the slight tartness of a green apple. This is about the size that you want your slices. So I'm just gonna, this is just a basic apple slicing 101, not a big deal, but we wanna cut as close to the core as we can without actually introducing the core into the dish, and I cut a little bit too close. Whenever you're slicing something up, remember to lay it flat side down. I know it sounds really basic and fundamental, But I've often seen my children, if they go to cut themselves an apple, they'll put it on the back side so the opportunity for you to cut yourself just increases a little bit. So just remember, you want to place it on the uh, flat side down. Bend your fingers again just a little bit and make your slices. If you have an apple slicer, perfect opportunity to use an apple slicer. Now this really does have some fun ingredients and can be incredibly versatile. Just depending on your family, your level of commitment to 80% recipes, how clean do you want to go. We're going to talk about that a little bit later in the show. Once you have all of your apple slices in your bowl, you just want to top it with a little bit of orange juice. Not a whole lot, maybe two, three tablespoons, uh, depending on how many you're gonna serve. Maybe even just a little fresh orange juice. Get a little pulp in there. Again, it's gonna add a nice layer of flavor to your nachos. Pour the rest of that in there. Perfect. I'm gonna give these just a little bit of a toss. So we're just gonna toss our red and our green apples together. Get all of that wonderful orange juice distributed evenly over each of them. So let's move over here to our hot plates and what we're actually going to be heating together to top our nachos. This is where I was talking about how committed are you to your clean eating and are you fully grasping the idea of what clean eating is. If you consider it first generation foods, you wanna keep your diet as close to organic and first generation foods as you possibly can. The further you move away from foods that are in their natural form, kind of garden to table, the more opportunity you have for that food to be tainted. So when I say first generation, this right here is first generation. The only thing that would make this less than ideal would be to have pesticides and waxes and things like that on the surface of the apple. So there's different levels of commitment to clean eating. You start where you're comfortable, what you have access to in your environment, whatever your hometown may be. So, there's a a couple different directions that we can take this. The first thing that we're gonna do is slice off just a little bit of butter. This is organic salted butter. We're going to add that to our pan, make sure I'm not too hot. We're using just a little bit, but in this particular instance, that butter is going to add some flavor to our walnuts. We're going to be browning up walnuts, and it's it's kind of important because it really does enhance the flavor of our nuts. So just add our nuts to that. Keep a close eye on these. You can toast nuts in the oven if you choose to do that. perfectly fine, but making these two together, you'll have an opportunity to watch these and make sure that they don't get overly, overly brown. Again, the way that we're going to be arranging these and setting them up on the plate, you're in control of all the goodies that go on top. So that's another reason that it stays in our 80% because we're not setting out dippers. For us to take this wonderful... piece of fruit and just, you know, scoop it out. I've seen my kids do it. Scoop it out so where it's, you know, that tall on top. We're actually gonna be drizzling all of this on top. So we're in control. The next thing we're gonna do is we're gonna melt together some almond butter in our pan. And, you know, almond butter isn't like peanut butter. It has a little more of a granular texture to it. It's a little milder in flavor and it's not something that children may run to readily. They may have to be kind of warmed up to it. I'm sure you've heard that if you're switching over from enriched white noodles to whole grain pastas of some type, that you may begin that transition period by having half white pasta noodles and half whole wheat pasta noodles, and eventually you can make the full transition. Well, when I'm introducing children to almond butter, I'll often do the same thing. I'll transition it in uh, so that it's not such a stark change in contrast to what they're used to. And they warm up to it slowly. So we're gonna take our almond butter, put it in a pan, and you can use honey at this point. So I think we will go ahead and use just a little bit of honey. Melt this together. And then I'm also going to take just a little bit of our orange juice. This will take just a second to kind of work its magic and melt all together. One of the other things that I have is I have some caramel. Again, we're controlling portions, so I'm going to add about a tablespoon of caramel to this mixture. This is optional. I decided to create this 80% recipe, uh, really leaving in the idea that you can control what you put in. So I'm okay with one tablespoon of caramel. This is gonna be an entire plate of apple nachos, so I don't feel too sabotaged by that one little thing of caramel. Another flavor that we're gonna mix in, and again, what we're trying to do is introduce the children uh, to the wonderful flavor of almond butter. Uh, Another very child-friendly flavor is just chocolate butter, so like your Nutella, that type of product. So we're going to add, again, about a tablespoon of the Nutella. This is definitely something that you can leave out. If you want to go straight with the almond butter, honey, and a little bit of the orange juice, you can certainly do that. No problem at all. I'll leave that totally up to your discretion. This is going to take just a few seconds to get to the consistency that I want. Now, some of the other flavors that we're gonna be adding to this are some nice, uh, cubed little pieces of dark chocolate. Not too many, just enough to release that blast of flavor in your mouth, so look for a good quality dark chocolate. And then, of course, we have some granola. So if you do have a nut allergy, you may wanna shy away from any of the nuts and just top yours with some good quality granola. That would be fine, too. All right, let's go ahead and plate up our apples, and then we will top them with all of our wonderful goodies over there. And this really makes such a beautiful presentation because you can kind of alternate between the green and the red. We want to layer this in such a way that when we drizzle the chocolate mixture and peanut butter mixture or almond butter mixture, it has a chance to grab a hold on each of the little apple slices. We had a little movie marathon weekend and made a huge plate of these apple nachos and they were gone literally in a second before I looked down came back you know get up go to the restroom come back and they're gone which just makes me happy because it means that the boys are eating things that I feel good about and enjoying it Okay, I think we are melted here enough Give these just a little toss because they are starting to brown on the bottom. And again, I could smell it starting to uh, to happen. This was getting almost chalky. I almost left it on a little too long. And you just want to drizzle. Kind of fun. I mean, really, kind of fun, and really, kind of an opportunity if you do have kids in the kitchen to help you. You know, once you can involve children in the actual creation of their food, they become so much more interested in what it is that they're eating. Out of my four boys, I have one that will spend hours with me prepping and preparing meals. He doesn't get too hung up on whether or not it's perfect. Uh, He's just there experimenting. Everyone has their art form. And for some of us, it's in the kitchen. And we're just gonna top this with a little bit of our walnuts. Again, this is a great opportunity for portion control, which I think most of us will admit is our number one problem is portion control. We have pretty much first-generation foods right here on this plate. While the sauce is nice and warm, we wanna sprinkle our dark chocolate chips on top. And that should be about enough. And then we're just gonna go ahead and come behind this with a little bit of granola. We're going to garnish the plate with just a little bit of orange. You'll have a wonderful recipe that you can feel very good about with just about all first-generation foods. So now it's time for our second 80% recipe. I'm gonna give you some tips because I've noticed a lot of people shying away from making their own delicious sweet potato chips. And that's what we're doing here. Nothing to feel guilty about, all wonderful ingredients. There's just a few tips to make sure that you get nice crunchy chips because it's a challenge when you're not deep frying something to get that good crunch out of them. So let's just walk through this kind of slowly. The first thing you wanna do is cut your sweet potatoes so that they're very, very thin. It's the moisture that's gonna keep them from crisping up. So the thinner you can get, the better off you're going to be. Let's add these to our bowl. The next thing we wanna do is just top these with some good quality olive oil. Uh, If you have an opportunity here, uh, or you have access to grapeseed oil, wonderful opportunity to introduce that into your cooking. Grapeseed oil has a little bit higher smoking point, so you don't have to worry about it inside the oven. Like, you might have to keep a closer eye on your temperature with the olive oil because its smoking point is 350. So you wanna make sure that all of your chips are good and coated with the olive oil. You also wanna make sure that you have a baking pan large enough that your chips aren't doubling up. You want them to have about that much room in between each one so a nice big baking sheet is ideal. When they get too close together they start creating steam. Steam is not our friend when we want a nice crispy chip. Uh, let's talk about our orange zest. Here we have just fresh orange zest that, uh, and I'm going to demonstrate that for you just a little bit because uh, there are some points in the orange zest as well. If you have your zester You wanna make sure that you're just coming deep enough, but not too deep. Well, we're still good there. We still have color. The second we start to remove that color, we're getting down into the pith and it's gonna be very bitter. So you wanna stay just on the top of your orange. And kind of a surprising herb that we're going to add to this is some nice, finely diced rosemary. Blend our rosemary in. And then we're gonna add some cayenne pepper and a little bit of salt mixed in, and that's gonna give it a nice kick. The salt is also going to encourage these sweet potatoes to release their moisture. We want it out of there because we want them nice and crispy. Use this as generously or as sparingly as you choose. I personally love it, so I'm really gonna kick it up a little bit. Let me get these nice and tossed together. They smell delicious. My oven is preheated to 350 degrees. As soon as the ends begin to curl up, you know that your sweet potato chips are just about finished. So now it's time for our grab and go. And of course our grab and goes always nourish our body. They stay in our 80% and this is a wonderful breakfast cookie. The first thing we're gonna do is we're gonna take our softened butter, put it in our bowl. If you have a hand blender, you can use the hand blender, that would be fine. We have a little vegetable oil. We've cleaned this up in so many ways because we're using whole wheat flour, very little sugar in the recipe. We just have three tablespoons of sugar to add to that. And then we have just uh, a little bit of brown sugar as well. And that's it. So let me get this creamed together. My butter's soft enough that it'll take me just a second to get all of this creamed. We have our oven preheated to 350 degrees. And when I purchase things like this in the grocery store, it really does set me back because the boys can burn through them. So from a cost perspective, if you have time on a weekend to make a big batch of these, keep them in the refrigerator, then you're really gonna be saving a tremendous amount of money. Plus, you stay in control of the ingredients that your family is putting in their body. So, here we have that, it's all creamed together. It really looks perfect. All right, now we're gonna mix in our dry ingredients. We have our whole wheat flour. We have just a little bit of all-purpose flour. We're gonna add in a little bit of salt. We have some cinnamon and some allspice. Let me get this mixed up. It's gonna be really dry, but that that looks perfect. It smells wonderful. I'm also gonna give you just a few tips on baking for those of you that are like me and really respect the art form of baking. So let's add some applesauce. This is part of our wet ingredients. A little bit of pure vanilla extract it smells wonderful really adds wonderful flavor okay perfect consistency and now we're going to get over here to our add-ons we have some almonds loose interpretation if almonds aren't your favorite and you prefer macadamia nuts then you go for macadamia nuts that'll be fine we have some yellow raisins We have some craisins, Um, little pitted cherries would be delicious as well. We have some rolled oats that we're gonna add in. And then finally, just a, a nice, crunchy breakfast flake, cereal of some kind. There we go. Let me give this a couple stirs, get it nice and mixed together. You do wanna make sure that you put this in a preheated oven. Like I had mentioned before, our oven's at 350 degrees. So really, this looks like the perfect consistency. Everything is nice and blended together. You want a baking sheet that is lined with parchment paper. You wanna make sure that you have the shallow sides because anytime you're you're baking something like a cookie, you want the heat to come at it from all sides. And if you have it raised, it's gonna affect the quality of your, your finished product, whatever that may be. So make sure you have the nice shallow sides and then your parchment paper. Because this recipe doesn't have a lot of fat or a lot of sugar in it, we have to come back and we have to press them down flat, just like that. So I tell you what, let me get the rest of these put out on my cookie sheet. I'm gonna pop them in my oven, get this area cleaned up because I wanna make sure we have time for our 20% indulgence. You are not gonna to wanna to miss it. So now it's time for our 20% recipe. And this particular recipe just may change the way you look at sandwiches. This is absolutely one of my very, very favorite. It starts with this wonderful, sweet Hawaiian bread that I'm sure all of us are very familiar with. You wanna cut them in half, uh, press them down into a casserole just lo- about like that. It might be a really tight fit, no problem, it's okay. Just get the bottoms down, reserve the tops. Have a saucepan over here to the side. We want to add into this some butter that we're going to melt down. And this is a very unlikely combination of ingredients, but let me tell you, they work together in a way that will just make you sing. But it's something that is very, very unlikely. We have some wonderful stone ground mustard that we're gonna to add to our butter and poppy seed. Who would have ever thought to add poppy seed to this, but here we go. Gonna add some poppy seed and some onions, some very finely diced onions are gonna go in this as well. So once we spread this mixture on the sandwiches, uh, it does have to sit in the refrigerator for about four hours. Uh, just to allow this time to permeate the bread and kind of break down and get all mixed in there, get all the juices going. The final thing we're going to add to our pan is some Worcestershire. So let's let our onions just kind of cook together until they become translucent and then we will top them on top of our sandwiches. So let's give this just a few seconds. Okay, so that just about does it. My onions look Perfect. So this next step that we're going to do is just, we're gonna take the mixture. It's beautiful, it's putting off so much aroma, and we're just gonna spread it. Now we have shaved ham and shaved turkey and Swiss cheese. That looks just perfect. Now, since we've really pushed them together so tightly, You don't have to worry about individual sandwiches because when we serve these, we're actually gonna cut them. Uh, So they may not even get cut into the sandwiches that they were before. So don't get hung up on dressing every little sandwich up. Just get your meat kind of spread over there. And of course your turkey as well. This is a great uh, idea to give to a friend. They keep really well and they're so delicious that they will be hounding you for the recipe. So it really is a a great gift dish. So then you take your Swiss and just pile it on top. And then we're gonna top each of these uh, with the top side of the bun. We're gonna finish it off by putting foil on there very tightly, refrigerating these at least four hours. And then if you're ready to eat them right then, you just bake them off uh, with the foil on for uh, about 15 minutes. You just wanna melt everything together. These are fantastic. Thank you for joining us today. Let's take just a second and go over our 80% recipes as well as our grab and go. First of all, we have these delicious apple nachos. We cleaned them up, a little bit of orange juice. Of course, we have some almond butter. We have a little bit of honey. We have some Nutella and we also have uh, a little bit of caramel alternative ways to clean this up. You be the judge, but sure to be a huge hit in your home. Next, we have our sweet potato chips. Uh, and of course, we season those with a little bit of rosemary and some nice spicy cayenne pepper, a little bit of sea salt. Delicious, perfect thing to snack on when you're having a movie night or watching any of your sporting events. Both of these are sure to fall right into your 80%. Finally, we have these delicious grab-and-go breakfast cookies. Uh, A little involved, but well worth it. The flavor is fantastic and they'll save you tons of money. When your kids are looking for a quick snack to grab, go for those breakfast cookies. Finally, we have our 20% indulgent Hawaiian bread sandwiches. We made that wonderful spread with the Worcestershire, the onions, the the mustard, as well as the poppy seed. Who would have ever thought to blend those together? I'm gonna slice one of these up and dish it out. I don't know where to start. There's so many wonderful things, uh, wonderful places in this particular show for me to taste but I'm gonna get one of these sandwiches out and show you how beautiful they are. Look at that, all of the flavors blending together. Cannot wait to try this 20% indulgence. Until next time, please remember to always keep it 80% healthy, 20% indulgent, 100% delicious. We'll see you next time.